0: Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Mailbox Monday. Today is August 20th. It's episode number 600 and 50 here at the Heidi St. John Podcast. Today, I'm gonna be answering two questions from listeners that both kind of have to go hand in hand in the same topic. We're gonna be talking about uh, the assembly bill in California that was just passed and is now moving on to uh, the desk of, well, next is actually the assembly and then the desk of Governor Jerry Brown in California. That's Assembly Bill 2943 and a couple other things that kind of go right along with it. So uh, I know many of you have been wondering uh, kind of my thoughts on this and what you can do. So if that's you, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So there have been several things happening here. First of all, uh, we're we're close to the end of summer now. I know a lot of you have already started back to homeschool and sent your kids back to school. And my mailbox is filling up with questions about uh, organization and back to school and how do we keep our kids engaged in the word and ourselves engaged even though our lives are kind of picking up steam because the school year is starting to kick in. And uh, and so there's a lot of things that that I'm getting questions about. But the main things, and this seems to be happening over and over again. Continue to go back to uh, the issue of the transgender homosexual agenda that's being pushed onto, particularly the Christian community. So, right now, I want to. I'll start out by talking about Assembly Bill two nine four three. Many of you have emailed me about this, and Facebook messaged me, and and tried to contact me on Instagram. Uh, in the As we kind of move forward, the easiest way to get a hold of me, particularly when it comes to the podcast, is just to email me. You can email me anytime, podcast at thebusymom.com. I love to hear from you guys. I love to hear what's going on in your areas and in your families and how we can pray for you here. And I know many of you listening in the state of California are frustrated right now because it appears that California is poised to pass what can only be described as a draconian bill that basically is going to directly attack the religious freedom of believers. And it's time for Christians to take a stand. If the bill passes, uh, we're really going to be asked to choose to obey God rather than man. I saw an article in the Christian Post uh, that actually came out this past Friday called California Christians, Prepare for Civil Disobedience. I'm going to quote uh, from that uh, for just a minute here. In an August 16th email, Greg Burt, the Director of Capital Engagement, California Family Council, explained the significance of Assembly Bill 2943, which was previously dubbed the must-stay gay bill. He wrote, with Thursday's Senate vote, elected leaders told churches and those with biblical beliefs about gender and sexual orientation that advocating for their views could get them sued. He continued, this bill attacks the freedom of Christians to find the services and resources from counselors, schools, and faith-based organizations that help them live out their biblical convictions regarding sexual behavior and gender identity. Shouldn't these people have the freedom to find true joy by embracing and living out their faith without government persecution? The potential impact of this bill should not be downplayed. As Burt noted without hyperbole, the implications of Assembly Bill 2943 are staggering. Legal experts confirm that by targeting financial transactions, Assembly Bill 2943 threatens religious nonprofits churches, and pastors who provide paid resources to help people practice their faith. My brothers and sisters in California, should this bill become law, your choice is simple. Say yes to the will of God and no to the will of man. The bad news is that Assembly Bill 2943 is on its way to becoming law. So how in the world did we get to this place in America? Well, you guys know, we, I've been talking about this for a couple of years here uh, at the podcast. The moment we decided as a nation, uh, when the Supreme Court legalized what God said is is sin, we began a slow but steady erosion of morality in this nation. And we're seeing it now as as it's directly impacting the Christian community. And the good news is we get to be salt and light right? So there is good news because I think church leaders who have previously sat on the sidelines are going to now get directly involved because they have to. I've been saying for quite a while here, we need to get off the bench. This should matter to you. It should matter that uh, we are not being allowed to speak the truth in love. Something recently that I I noticed happened, and I spoke about this with uh, the launch team for Prayers for the Battlefield, Uh, We've been talking about the community that is giving, uh, the gay community, formerly gay community, that has been giving firsthand uh, testimony of God's healing in their lives. And what the state of California is saying is, we don't want to hear about your healing. We only we want you to stay in in uh in sin we want you to stay broken we want you to stay uh, frustrated and they're basically making it illegal for Christians to to uh, step up and say God would heal you there's healing and hope for you the California legislators continue their march of oppression all in the name of saving people from the alleged harm of so-called conversion therapy and they call it conversion therapy meaning you know we're going to convert from this way to that way and they have done so despite hearing firsthand testimonies of transformed lives, despite peer-reviewed scientific evidence that change is possible, and despite the fact that such, quote, therapy is completely voluntary and non-compelled. Still, California lawmakers are proclaiming, no, you must stay gay or trans, and we will not allow you to explore the possibility of change. When did this happen? In the United States, this is nothing less than governmental tyranny nothing less than an abuse of elected power, nothing less than an unholy mandate against the holy claims of God. So the question is, the Christian Post uh, says it is, are, are you gonna sit back and take it? Or will you rise up with all respect for your government and say, if people want help, we will supply it. We will practice our faith. We will not deny the life-changing power of the gospel to anyone. Uh, this, is, this is a big deal. And uh, I'm gonna be praying for my friends who live in California. I have a lot of uh, friends who are in ministry there. Many of them are frustrated by this. I'm gonna continue just a quote from the Christian Post because it, this was such a, uh, a hard hitting article. I thought they hit the nail on the head. They said, stop for a moment and look at these smiling faces. So there's a picture of, of uh, Jeff and David and April and some other people who uh, give testimonies about their freedom from, uh, through Jesus uh, and their healing from homosexuality some struggle with unwanted same-sex attractions for years Some were out and proud homosexuals some identified as transgendered others had their own unique story of sexual brokenness or addiction and yet Every single one of them testifies to the radical change that the gospel and godly counsel. And under assembly bill 2943 every one of them would be denied such godly help This is unreal Are we gonna gonna take this sitting down? If you get sued for doing what's right, so be it. If you get arrested, so be it. Great is your reward in heaven. Our brothers and sisters around the world are being exiled or stoned or burned alive or imprisoned or kidnapped for their faith. Surely we can take a little opposition for our faith here in the United States. The article goes on to say, but I don't believe it will end there. I believe that if Assembly Bill 2943 passes and it looks like it will, we will see it overturned either through legal challenges that make it to the Supreme Court or through the voice of the people saying enough is enough. So let's make holy history together. Let's make solemn determinations together. No earthly power will stop me from loving my neighbor as myself. So now we kind of transition to the next part of this. Uh, I love that he said, nothing's gonna stop me from loving my neighbor the way that God instructs us to love him. And in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, we read the apostle Paul saying, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. The Bible is clear on the issue of sexual sin. And we, I've said this many times before, it's not any worse than any other sin, but we need to stop making excuses for what the Bible says. And I, we, Jay and I, my husband and I have talked about this in our family for a long time saying, you know, we have long believed that we would live to see the beginning, if not the full blown persecution of Christians in this nation. Why? Because the gospel is offensive to people who uh, don't know Jesus. And uh, I saw, I read an article, and many of you sent this to me, uh, and I'd already seen it, but there's an article in FaithWire, and actually it's all over the internet. It actually kind of blew up the internet for a while. Jen Hatmaker uh, gave free mom hugs during an LGBT pride parade uh, last week. Uh, she's a well known Christian uh, author who has drawn attention over and over again, uh, and she faced quite a bit of backlash in 2016 because she departed from. Uh, the teachings of the Bible. People say it's traditional Christian teaching, but I don't like to use the word traditional. It just is the teaching of the Bible. And she declared that same-sex marriages could be holy and she shared about an outreach event in an emotional um, Instagram post. So here's what she said about going down to the LGBT Pride Parade. She said, my beloved little church went downtown to the Austin Pride Parade and gave out free mom hugs, free dad hugs, free grandma hugs, free pastor hugs, like it was our paying jobs. Hatmaker went on to write that her arms were never empty noting how many ran toward her and others from her congregation and told her things like, I miss this. My mom just doesn't love me anymore. My dad hasn't spoken to me in three years. Please, can I have one more hug? After Hapmaker shared her unorthodox views on same-sex relationships with religion columnist Jonathan Merritt, and I've talked about this on my podcast before, the former HGTV star's husband, Brandon, penned a lengthy post detailing his and his wife's journey toward embracing the LGBT lifestyle. This is interesting because it goes to the heart of why this is so frustrating. He said uh, in November of 2016, as you read this and consider responding, please also remember this is not a private conversation between us. There are many who are reading this who do not hold your view on God, religion, politics, or even your view on the LGBTQ community. Please be respectful and kind. I like that he said that. He said, just to be clear, Jen and I are 100% on the same page regarding her recent interview about our love and hope for the LGBT community. This is a journey that we have been on together. We both believe a same-sex marriage as a lifelong monogamous commitment can be holy before God. The last 10 years of our ministry, we tried our best to learn what it means to love mercy and seek justice. In order to do this, we've learned we must first identify pain and suffering that we, might not, that we might normally miss. We've seen it among the poor, among the orphan, among those who are affected by unexplainable natural disasters, and among the sick. We've seen it in everyday people like you who have faced a personal crisis, experienced oppression, depression, racism, sexism, have loved ones dying, teenagers off the rails, marriages in shambles, and private struggles that no one else knows about. We've seen so much pain among the gay community. Suicidal teenagers, divided families, split churches. So much pain. That said, Jen and I have attempted in the past several years to simply lead the church to be a better posture toward the LGBT community. Although we held a traditional view at the time, we have always felt convicted to lead with more of a concern for those on the outside who might feel hopeless more than we have concern for our inside critics. Because of this, we've been consistently criticized, challenged, pressed, bullied, and pushed to make a clear stance on where we land on the topic. As the criticism grew louder, more demanding, and more confusing to those we partner with, serve with, and represent, we felt obligated to take a new and hard look inward to be able to explain our position with love. In doing so, we realized that while we had heard sermons listing homosexuality as a clear sin, and while we had read all the verses referenced, that we had personally neglected to do the hard work of faithfully studying the scriptures as we typically would. So we can so we committed to a season of study and prayer. We started with scripture, again, please assume a ton of prayer. For more than a year, we studied every version of every verse in the Bible that appeared to discuss homosexuality. We studied the Greek and we studied the Hebrew. We read every commentary that we could find related to specific passages as we would for any topic seeking truth, we did our best to look at each verse with fresh eyes. We applied all the rules to faithfully and ethically interpret scripture. We considered the, the type of literature, the context in which each verse was written with other scriptures and what they say about it, giving clues to God's intent and viewed each through the lens of the gospel. I'm actually not gonna, not gonna finish because the conclusion that he came to denies the truth of the gospel the conclusion that Jen and Brandon Hatmaker came to denies that God's word, his clear teaching on homosexuality as sin, uh, is wrong. He's he's basically saying that just like heterosex outside of marriage for sin is sin for obvious reasons, whether consensual or not, we believe that homosexual sex outside of marriage is also a sin. But the problem is the Bible teaches that homosexuality in and of itself is displeasing to God. So how can it be pleasing to God even if it's in a quote monogamous relationship? You see, when we show up to gay pride parades and we embrace people in their sin and we say, we're going to love you, keep on sinning, we don't do what Jesus did with the prostitute that he met at the well. When he met her at the well, he showed her his love for her. He pointed out her sin. He said, listen, I don't condemn you. I love you. Go and do not sin anymore. And just like this, uh, what we're seeing happen in California right now, what we're seeing happen is Christians who are denying the truth of God's word, they're sacrificing the truth of God's word on the altar of a misguided compassion. You see, love without truth is not love at all. The bottom line is if we tell people that we love them, but we fail to tell them the truth and we see that they're living a life that God says, don't do that, that will hurt you then we're not actually loving them at all. And actually, I would argue that in today's uh, climate of politically charged climate, a sexually charged climate, it's actually easier to do what the hat makers are doing because that's the flow of the culture. That's where the culture wants us to go. I noted at the end of uh, Brandon's post, he quoted out, out of John 13, he said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And I would say, absolutely, I agree. God has called us to love, but he also told us to speak the truth in love. Jesus did that. Jesus came and spoke the truth in love. He said that the wages of sin were death. Jesus said that the road that leads to life is narrow and few find it. And I guess a lot of people would consider that to be unloving, but as believers, we have to know that God will hold us accountable for our word. So yes, go to a gay pride parade and love the people, but don't love them and refuse to tell them the truth because that's actually not love at all. Several of you have sent me emails this week frustrated. I got one in particular uh, from a girl named Amanda who was saying that she was frustrated and she said, Heidi, I might get a little bit emotional with this email, but I'm so upset that several great women I consider Christians are putting women on their podcasts who are false teachers in Christ. One recently had a woman who is a gay preacher at a new age church in California, which is now the norm. She said, it is so shocking to watch this go on in society. Something I've always struggled with is wanting everyone to feel included and not hurt, right? That's kind of the, I mean, really, that's a heart of compassion. I think that that's uh, Jesus in us right? I mean, if you want someone to struggle and you want someone to feel not included and you don't care if they hurt, something's wrong with you. But to sacrifice truth on the altar of mercy, I'm not helping anyone. She goes on to say, but now I have a six-year-old and a five-month-old who need me. They are my platform. That being said, how do I continue to develop my girls to have discernment? How do I tell my children how to love and still tell the truth. And here's what you do, mom and dad. You show them how to do it with your life. It's so wrong when we, when we uh, sacrifice truth on the altar of mercy. And also conversely, the opposite is also wrong. Yelling at people, not being loving, also wrong. We've been called to speak the truth in love. If you see someone who's hurting, your heart should break for them. And we know that the answer is to live out a life that pleases god you know you know what changes lives right it's the gospel it's the truth the bible says that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free that's what's so terribly upsetting about what's happening in california right now they're basically saying you can't say the truth anymore and we're going to see a lot more people continue to live in bondage because of it we have a lot to pray for in this nation right now not the least of which is a rise of false teachers in the church. And in the Christian community at large right now and my prayer, and I'm going to end this podcast today because I don't have time to go through all of the emails uh, that came at me this week on this particular subject, but, but I want you to uh, believe with me that God is listening and that he will give you the right words in the right time. Mom and dad, you were born for such a time as this, just like Esther was born uh, at the right time in history To see deliverance for God's people, you were born for such a time as this. This is the heart behind my new book, Prayers for the Battlefield. It's God's heart for you that you would stand and be an ambassador for Jesus, no matter what the culture, no matter what the climate you find yourself in. God's heart is that you would love people the way He did. How did He do that? He died for them. He came and lived a sinless life on this earth. He told us His heart for us, He explained uh, God's heart for us, and He also explained. Uh, the judgment part of god god is holy he's just And he and we can't live A life of sin and have it be pleasing to the lord And so it, it's not just about homosexuality is it it's about all kinds of other things But in this particular instance what's happening in the church right now obviously focuses on this one particular topic And I think if we sat here for longer we could we could uh, go on for hours about many other different areas different kinds of ways That we are struggling To allow jesus to be the lord of our lives. It's not just this one issue So really the question is are we going to follow jesus or not If you are expect that the world will hate you jesus said don't be surprised when the world hated you hates you It hated me first But we need to be able to speak the truth and love So let's close out this podcast in prayer and then i've got one more announcement before we go father I thank you for your word Lord, thank you that it doesn't change We've seen so many things come down in the news Over the last uh, couple of days Religions that are changing uh, the rules of their uh, religious organizations Father, I am so thankful as I come before you right now that you don't change Your word says in Isaiah that the grass will wither and the flower will fade But you, your word will never change That it remains eternal as does your heart for your people Father, I pray that you would break our heart for what breaks yours. I pray that our hearts would break for the lost. I pray that we would have compassion, Lord, and that we would be known for love. But Father, in the midst of of this uh, climate of frustration and untruths and lies that are all around us, Lord, I pray that you would give your people discernment. Help us to study your word and to hear from your spirit. Father, I pray that we would stop we would stop adding to it, stop overcomplicating it. Father, I pray that you would speak to your people and that we would stand for what you say is right and that we would do it in love. Lord, I pray that you'd give uh, parents who are struggling with this boldness and compassion. Father, sometimes they don't seem like they go together and I struggle with it myself. And so Lord, I pray that we would walk with you in the quiet places of our lives in such a way that our lives really would have an impact for you. I thank you for the many men and women who have been writing to me here at the podcast. And I pray, Father, that as we look to see what we can do uh, to be salt and light, that you would bolster us by your spirit, that you'd fill us with joy. Thank you that a fruit of the spirit, part of walking with you, is evidenced in the joy in our lives. Thank you for the children that you've given us the privilege to shepherd. And I pray, Father, that we would do it in such a way that brings honor and glory to you. We love you, Jesus. We thank you that you loved us so much that you are willing to leave your home in heaven and be obedient to your Father and die so that we could live, so that we could be set free. Father, we pray for the state of California right now. It looks pretty hopeless at this point uh, that the, the governor wouldn't sign this bill, that it wouldn't pass the assembly. So Father, we're gonna give it to you. And we're going to say, we're, we're trusting for you to do a miracle, either a miracle that this bill doesn't pass or a miracle in the hearts of your people that we would stand up and we would boldly declare that we are sons and daughters of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one who sets us free and makes us new. We're going to give it to you, Father, and trust you as you've asked us to do in Jesus name. Amen. I'm getting ready to leave for Iowa I know a lot of you are going to be there. I'm really excited. I just found out that it is true that my new book, Prayers for the Battlefield, will debut there. So if you are there, uh, you're going to be seeing that book for the first time. I haven't actually had a copy of it in my hands yet. Um, I hope that you guys will uh, share this podcast if it's encouraging to you. Uh, It would certainly bless us if you would leave a review for it, if you would rate it, if you would share it with your friends. Uh, and get the word out that, uh, that there is a podcast that we can listen to to be encouraged together to walk with the Lord in a way that pleases Him in the culture. Also wanted to let you know that we are uh, getting ready to register for classes. My husband, my amazing handyman husband, uh, put up uh, the sign at Friendly Planted Family last week. And I think I cried almost all day, just off and on, just watching him do that. Listen, we serve a God who answers prayers. He is a provider. He is a healer. He heals the human heart and you can trust him. Whatever you're facing today, whatever struggle you're facing, whatever marriage uh, issues you're facing, whatever you're facing in your personal life, uh, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. So take his yoke on you today. Don't carry a yoke that wasn't designed by God for you to carry. Carry his yoke. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. Take care, everybody. Have a great Monday and I'll see you back here on Wednesday.